and welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC. I'm your host, Sean Fry, and I'm joined by acting head coach of the Labette <laughs> Community College volleyball <laughs> team, uh, Dearden Kelly. Uh, we'll get into why that was a joke, but not really here in a second. But Dearden, welcome back. It's your second time on the program. Your normal title is assistant coach over there. How, how has the summer treated you? Summer was good. It was a much-needed break, kind Considering of. you played a season in the spring, and now you're getting ready for a season yeah, in the fall. Yeah, that's very different. I love the fall season, though, so I was happy for it to be back. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely fall sport all the way. So let's get into why I made the acting head coach comment. Uh, Haley Miller, the normal head coach, the, the still the head coach of the program, she just had a baby. Congratulations to Haley. Yes. Uh, the child's name is Gatlin. Uh, he was born a little prematurely, so he is staying in a hospital up there. Is he at KU Med? Is that where he's at? Uh, yeah, he's at um, Children's Mercy. Children's Mercy. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, he's up there in the Kansas City area. Haley is taking care of her motherly duties. I can yeah. say as someone who has three siblings, two of whom passed away, that were all born prematurely, I know how hard that can be and how much yeah. dedication and soul that takes to deal with. So, yeah. Haley... You get your son right to, to all the listeners out there. From what we know, he's doing very well. Mm-hmm. He's progressing nicely. Mm-hmm. So, baby Gatlin is the name. Uh, Gatlin Miller. Gatlin Cook. Cook. Gatlin, Gatlin Cook. Cook. And he's Gatlin Cook. the cutest thing. He is. He, he is. He's from what I've very seen. Very cute. <laughs> uh, so, uh, all prayers and blessings to uh, Haley Miller and Gatlin and the, and the dad, Chesley, as well. Uh, we'll get that. We've gotten that out of the way. Let's talk some volleyball. All okay, right? I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I bet That's you the easy can. part. That's the easy part. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I just published a story about this, and I talked to Coach Miller about it a little bit, but you tell me from your perspective. You just played a, cha- uh, a championship-eligible season in the spring. You had your regular season. You get a few months off, and you got to jump right back into a season in the fall. The reason volleyball had its season in the spring, along with most JUCO sports, ju- along with basically every JUCO sport, was – it was moved from the fall semester to exclu- exclusively the spring semester. How? Do, what kind of challenges do you feel like that presents? Knowing you got you have had a season, you get a few months off, and you got to turn right around and have another season. Um. Well, since our season didn't go very great, I think it is a blessing for us. Like, I think it motivated our girls to realize how hard our conference was, mm-hmm. and it kind of made them hungry. And it stayed. A, they had to stay focused for a shorter period of time. So. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's like a bad thing for us. <laughs> Let, let's talk about last season a little bit. Uh, one person I talked to was Marisa Compton. She's the head coach of Neosha County. Yes. Wonderful wonderful woman. She used to coach at Labette a little coach bit. too. Yeah, great coach. Yeah. Yep. Great coach. Wonderful lady. Uh, she Her first year at Neosha County as the head coach, she had been an assistant there for a while. She takes them to the national tournament. She had a yeah. very good year there. She told me that one of the hardest things about last year was losing the non-conference season. Not getting to go yes. to, to tournaments where you play teams that you're not used to and getting more games in, having to constantly be in that conference mode, you don't get to tinker with your lineup or you don't get to get girls burned yeah. that you normally don't or you don't get to girls get girls rest that you normally don't. Mm-hmm. You don't get to try something new. You're constantly really in conference mode. Did you do you feel like that is maybe what stunted Labette a little bit? And what and because you yes. and I had talked before the season. We felt like it was an opportunity for Labette to yeah. improve. And in reality, no, it was, I was two wins to one. I was super excited for the season. And I know our girls were too. Um, right off the bat, we got some of our scrimmages canceled mm-hmm. due to COVID. So we couldn't really work out all of our kinks. So we kind of experienced that the first game. Um, and then the second game, we kind of lost a heartbreaker, a five-set match. And I just felt to like... Cloud County, I remember yes, that. Yes, and it was such a good game. 
But, you know, I just feel like it took the wind out of our sails. And then after that, it was like our girls had no confidence. And usually, you know, scheduling those non-cons kind of our conference is super competitive. So it scheduling, is a very brutal conference. Oh, I my believe, goodness. I it's mean, like a war every time you play. So. I mean, think about it. For, in the last, I think, two or three seasons, you've had Coffeeville win multiple national titles. Johnson, County, Johnson's been in Neosho there. County. Fort Scott's been to the national tournament. Neosho County's been yeah. to the national tournament. I mean, well, there's like a third of your conference right there that are considered among the elite of the elite. Yep. I mean, where do you make up ground? Yeah. And I mean, I love playing them. Like, and our girls do too. They'll be like, oh, we have a conference game. Like, I'm super excited. But I just feel like giving the girls the appropriate confidence that in us that this is what we're doing. It's in the right direction because Labette wasn't off the bat going to be a national, you know, championship program. We didn't have a lot of missing components, but I did think we would compete and we would compete sometimes and then Mm -hmm. we would fall short others. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that was kind of our struggle. We didn't have the non-cons to kind of boost our confidence and show our girls that like they are capable of competing. You get that back this fall, I assume. Is that, I assume you're excited about that. Yes. Very excited. We have, scrimmage on the 14th and then the next weekend we go to nebraska and then our first conference match is on my birthday your first conference match is on your birthday yep. that, uh, that was funny by the way i remember the very first uh match that you coached it was at allen and yeah so you had been on staff for about a year and a half at that <laughs> point and hadn't gotten to sit on the bench for a game I remember thinking, oh, I bet Dearden's excited about this. And they called you on the loudspeaker and they called you Deirdre, not yeah. Dearden. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was, <laughs> I could, I was sitting on the other side trying to take photos and I just like burst out laughing. <laughs> it's, definitely, could... <laughs> it's definitely an experience because even when I played, I played six rotations. So I like never was on the bench. Mm-hmm. And so now like sitting on the bench or like taking stats or anything, Haley has to help me out because it's super hard to move from like player to coach yeah. and like not be in control of stuff. So Haley's helped me out a bunch with that. For sure. <laughs> uh, another part is recruiting. And I think, you know, one thing I say about college coaches, and it's not a disparagement or anything, but it's really, it, to me, it's a compliment because I don't think there's a lot of high school coaches that could do it. Schematically, there's not a huge leap from college sports, from high school to college sports. It's not like the schemes all of a sudden get so complex that you mm-hmm. can't comprehend them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a, uh, an anecdote on that is I was talking to the Chanute High School boys basketball coach one time, and he says he brought the Neosha County head coach in there to teach them what they run, and he was like, this is what they run. My system's more complicated than this. Mm-hmm. But to me, what makes a great college coach is the ability to recruit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. How, I, don't, I wouldn't be able to do it. I know a lot about basketball. I would not be able to coach at the college because I don't know how to recruit especially at the JUCO level, because I feel like you're just recruiting a different type of athlete. For sure. I mean, it's, it's almost easy to recruit D1. You recruit all the best players in the country. Yeah. Whereas at, at the junior college level, you're recruiting somebody that is almost flawed in some way. Either they're, yeah. they're overlooked or they're not as talented as their other teammates. So you got to find mm-hmm. that second or third best player mm-hmm. or, or their grades are bad or their mm-hmm. attitude is so bad that no, no college wants to touch them. Mm-hmm. You, you're trying to find that kid. How did you go about learning that process over the last really two years that you've been a coach now? Um, I don't think it was too hard for me because I went Juco. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of easy for me to be like, oh, that would be a caliber of kid I'd either play against or play with or whatever. So that I feel like that was kind of in my back corner. And that makes sense. Yeah. What was, you know, how do you translate what your experience was like at Juco? You played at Fort Scott under Lindsey Hill. Haley was your your assistant coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, You played at Fort Scott, a, a program that has had a lot of success. How do you translate your experiences there to your recruiting pitch? Um, 
That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just, I really, I'm honestly super authentic with the girls. And I just kind of tell them like, we do like discipline. You will work hard. Sometimes you're really not going to love it. And it is what it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, Juco is the hardest you will ever work. And I tell every single recruit, if you do not like working hard, Juco is just not your jam. And that's okay if it's not. I want you to be honest with me. But when I give you this schedule and it says a three a day and you roll your eyes, mm-hmm. it's probably not for you. You know, you know, every now and then a kid, will, a high school kid will ask me for advice or whatever about recruiting or sometimes I'll offer it un- mm-hmm. unsolicited. But one of my biggest pieces of advice I'll get is if you're going to a college sport, it better be what you love. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes what you love is not what you like. <laughs> you don't always like, you know, think about the people you love. Do you always like them? Oh, my first week of preseason, I called my mom and I was like, mom. And she was like, you're not going home. And I was like, I know I'm not, but I'm just, I am so tired. I'm physically tired. I'm mentally exhausted. I've been with these girls for over 72 hours straight now. And I just want to like hit them all. And she's like, go to your room, take a shower, eat dinner, go to bed, you know, do your best tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. But she's definitely had to talk me down a few times. That's enough. That's that's similar to advice I give to other college kids, whether they're going into sports or not, when, when they go to colleges, take a break sometimes. Yeah. You know, you know, go out and eat junk food and mm-hmm. sleep in mm-hmm. and, and do whatever. You need that reset. The, the reason I wanted to hit you on recruiting is recruiting is ultimately at some point what is going to turn the Labette volleyball program around. Yep. It is in need of a turn. It's been in need of a turnaround for a so, while for its existence, basically. Yep. Uh, how do you how do you re- get the type of recruits that will be talented enough to to deliver a, a quality win-loss record a, a a good volleyball program that can be competitive in this conference how do you convince girls to be a part of that again i just really you know i try to sell them on the things we can offer them and i'm i'm brutally honest so i'm like if you want to go to a winning program, we don't have that yet. If you want to be a part of change, come on in. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very honest. I don't hide our record. I don't, like, talk down about our girls. I mean, you you get what you earn, right? And mm-hmm. it that is what it is. And I think our girls kind of learned that the hard way. And they will, they still, if I call a recruit, then I have the girls call the recruit just so they can get, like, different questions with different players, you know. And the players will be like, yeah, like, it's hard, but I like it. Or and they're super honest with her and or her whatever, and they still mm-hmm. come in. We got a lot of good ones this year, so I'm. You know, one out. thing. Um, you know, before we go to a break, the last question I got for you is: last this past spring, uh, you went from two wins to one. So on paper, everybody's going to see that as a step back. Oh, absolutely. One thing you have told me multiple times, and Haley's told me multiple times in, in conversations we've had is that you believe the program did take some steps. You were more yep. competitive against better teams. Yep. That y- y- You felt like you took steps. You just weren't quite there. And maybe you didn't take as many steps as you wanted or, or felt like were possible. Yep. And it obviously didn't show up on paper. I- explain that to the layperson. Explain to somebody why they should have faith that the Levitt Volleyball Program is going in the right direction right now. So, again, last year we won one game. Obviously not our goal. Not what we had in mind, okay? Not anybody coaches' intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was that hard on you? Because that was your first, that was your first yeah, game. You'd been I've a part never, of winning. Yeah, I've never been um, 
a part of a losing season. So there were times where I would call Haley and I would just be like, why are they laughing? Because like, <laughs> I didn't understand mm-hmm. handling a loss so well because I'm just too competitive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Haley's very good at finding the good in things. Thank goodness. Because again, I'm super honest. I'm super blunt. And sometimes that can cause negativity, at, you know, amongst better my better judgment. And so just kind of taking a step back and trying to figure out, okay, what did come back to the drawing board? What did come out of this? What didn't come out of this? Like, what are we missing? But also what did they start doing a little bit better? What did they start doing a little bit better? You think? So we had basically all freshmen. Our only um, sophomore was Tessa, our libero who did great. She was one. Didn't she lead the conference and did yeah, something? She did like amazing. That? Yeah. Right. Tessa was but, a, I love Tessa, by the oh, way. The, the best Tessa. kid. That, that's the best kid. <laughs> She's a program but, kid. Oh, for sure. But, um, you know, when you're playing with a young team and it's in high intensity, like you can't teach them experience. So you can't teach them not to choke or, you know, how to stay calm or, you know, so we would do high pressure situations in practice. We would do stuff like that. It was just, I feel like we didn't have the offense to capitalize what our defense was doing. Cause we had Tessa back there running it and Joe helped out and key helped out and whatever else. But we just, Putting the ball down was mm-hmm. not. We'd have two hitters on out of like six mm-hmm. every game. Like that's, you can't have that. And, and you know, you mentioned the Cloud County match, which was your second match of the year. They yeah. were picked, I think, third in the conference in that preseason poll. And Cloud County was a very good team. Mm-hmm. You know, I always sat there and wondered, you know, when I came out of that match as a reporter, I remember thinking to myself, the LeBet volleyball program shouldn't be upset that they were overwhelmed by a team that's just so much better than them. Mm-hmm. They should be upset that they didn't win. That we didn't capitalize on an opportunity. And to me, telling? that was a step forward. I was like, who are you telling? Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, they, like that's a step forward that they, they should be upset that they didn't win because they, op- they had the opportunity to do so. But then you guys looked like for the majority of the rest, you could tell that our wind, it just wasn't there the rest of the year. Our wind was just out of our sails, and it's so, so hard, especially a lot of those girls came from programs that at, at least at least had 500 seasons. So, like, losing and losing and losing, like, that's such a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it was for me, too, because I was like, Haley, what do we do? And she was like, we go back to the drawing board, and we try harder. And I was yeah. just like, ah. And, you know, it's one thing I've said I've always believed is, Winning solves a lot of problems, and losing can create a lot of oh, problems. Oh, and it did. Like, and it y- did. you have good girls that just fall into bad habits because because yeah. losing becomes such a habit. It, whereas if you're a winning program, a, a lot of the off court issues or 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 just culture issues that a program might deal with, they, they just become tolerable and easy to swallow because you're winning. Yeah, so I just I just think losing for us just became like an excuse for us to be selfish for a lot of our players. Like losing was like well. I had a good game, but I'm like, the last four you did pretty bad in, though. So why mm-hmm. are you pointing fingers? You know what I mean? Like, it just became, well, I played good this game, so that's all that mattered. It does. It wasn't really about, like, mm-hmm. the team win. So I think our culture kind of is trying to take that shift with the sophomores that decided to come back. They're very on board with the team and the nine. Um, oh, actually, we have, like, eight. Sophomores, I think, and then like nine freshmen or nine and nine or something like that. Yep. Uh, Let's go to a quick break. You want to stick with me real quick? For sure. All right. We're going to go to a quick break here on the war room when we come back. More Dearden Kelly, um, assistant coach of Lebec Community College Volleyball when we come back. Don't go anywhere. And we're back here on the war room here on KOKC. I'm your host, Sean Fry, joined by Dearden Kelly, the assistant coach 
of Labette Community College Volleyball. The acting head coach right now is Haley Miller, uh, deals with her newborn child. Congratulations to Coach Miller. Uh, Dean, we were just talking about kind of the state of your program. We looked over your schedule, looked over your roster. The, the, the biggest question I have for you right now is, we were talking about recruiting, talking about getting that talent in there. Mm-hmm. Do you have the talent in there right now that gives you legitimate hope that th- this season's going to be different than the ones you've had so far? I do. I think we took a different approach to recruiting, which is going to help us out. Like, I think me and Haley were on kind of the same page. Like, we need um, we need some grit kids, but we also need some height kids. We need some power kids. We need some placement kids. So we kind of tried to mix it up, and I think that's going to be within our best interest, mm-hmm. for sure. How did you kind of... You know, you said you went with a different approach. What was the previous approach, and what did you feel like needed to be changed? I mean, our previous approach... um. We kind of got kids we thought would come to, like, you know, when you look at a kid and you're like, okay, that's kind of the caliber here, you know, nothing too crazy, nothing. We didn't really push it and go for it as hard mm-hmm. um, like we did this year. Like, I'm talking this year, I was, like, stalking max preps. These I was, like, start, like I would go to max preps and then I'd find this kid on Huddle and then for some reason I'd find this, had ha- I'd have to find it on, like, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, but somehow I'd find them and message them <laughs> and be like, hey, are you planning on playing volleyball? Like, I was yeah. on some weird... Some weird shit. To me, that to me, that's the right answer. And yeah, like one thing I, I was told, crawling the depths. Yeah, like, that's what it takes. You yeah. know, to me, the example of a program turning around at Labette and becoming competitive consistently after really kind of living in the in the trudges for a while is your next door neighbors in your in your old office, which is now being renovated in that gym. <laughs> yeah, uh, is Ryan Phillips in the softball program. Mm-hmm. He took over that program, and a lot of people just kind of forget. For about six, seven years, they were not good. They were winning two, four, six, eight games a year at mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. And he was just having to to drag along, trying his best to find that right solution. Yeah. And then finally, he got a class in there mm-hmm. that competed, and, and then it just all clicked. That's what we're, I think that's kind of what we're hoping for, like, it has to really be the perfect storm. Like, I think Neosho is a great example of the perfect storm. Like, they had eight kids that <laughs> bought in. They had eight kids that bought in. They were and, all freshmen, by the way, yes, over there. Yes, eight kids that bought in and ran her system so well. Mm-hmm. So well. Like, and I just feel like that's something we kind of missed out on. Again, I think once losing happens, it really inspires selfishness. And I think that got the best of a lot of our girls. I do. You bring up something that, uh, you know, I, I actually thought to myself the other day, because I called Marisa for a story. I called Marisa and Haley, and they were both quoted in the same article that I did. Yeah, I read it. Uh, hope you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but Marisa, I, I, you know, we talk about um, who was the Coffeyville coach that won the national titles at Hutch now. I'm Delise. forgetting her name. Del- yeah. Delise. Amazing. Amazing coach. Lindsay Hill when she was at Fort Scott. Amazing coach. You know, and Asia, when she was at the University of ran great programs. They run great pro- To me, the model for LaBette to follow is what Marisa does at Neosha County. Mm-hmm. And w- one, because she was doing that at LaBette for a while. That program was starting to click a little bit before, yeah. some, before some other things went down that I've previously reported I don't want to get too much into. Yeah. But, you know, th- there's a part of me be- that believes that had Marisa been allowed to see her tenure out at LaBette, that that program would have been may she, look like what New she, York County looks like right now. She recruits well to the system that she runs. And I Absolutely. think that's what our mistake was. 
last year is for the system that we run, we needed a better offense. We really did. Not saying our offense did bad because, again, we took strides. Like, they competed Mm -hmm. sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like we needed more. We need that extra shove. I think Haley wants to play fast. Yes, but having a consistent tempo with hitters that can't handle that or setters that can't handle that is very hard. Absolutely. 100%. But from what I think... Whenever I thought you guys were playing your best, you guys were playing fast. Oh, absolutely. The game actually, our one of our best games was at Neosho. Yeah. And we played them so tight, and we were scrapping, and we were rallying and everything. But, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, they're super good, so. So, <laughs> let's, let's, look at your, let's look at your schedule a little bit. Um, okay. I'm going pu- to pull up um, our internet browser. I don't know why I closed out of it in between breaks. I know. I was like, you just had it. Yeah, just had <laughs> I it. I was like, you just had it. <laughs> uh, schedule, we got it out. Um, you start. You start your first. Uh, your first matches are August twentieth and twenty first at a Southeast tournament in Be- Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm gonna yep. assume that's how it's said. Yep. Uh, and then you come back. Uh, you'll have a road conference match at Fort Scott on my and birthday. Then on se- on your birthday on <laughs> August twenty fifth. Don't forget August twenty fifth is my birthday. August twenty fifth is your birthday. <laughs> hey everybody! August twenty fifth is Dearden's birthday. <laughs> Let yes. the whole town of Parsons. <laughs> the sun will rise. Yes. Because it is Dearden's birthday. Because it's that time birthday. Yeah, that's right. You got it right. <laughs> and then your home opener is on September first against Highland. Yeah. Uh, th- those first three matches. Who do you play at Southeast? I know you play Southeast. Who else do you play there? We play. Yeah, Southeast. Oh, I had the schedule on my phone. I just got rid of it. I'm just. We play. It's nobody in our conference, so that's what we're thankful for. Because actually, a lot of our conference teams are going to that tournament. So that was the only mm-hmm. request. We were like, we played different teams because we just all played them twice like four months ago. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, okay. So um, some just different Nebraska teams up there, I think. Do you, so. uh, you know, Southeast, I know, had a fairly decent year last year. Yeah. I don't know anything else about Nebraska Junior College Volleyball. You know, what are you kind of expecting to learn about your team in that on, those, on that first date? You know, I just kind of want to see how they compete without knowing the competition because they knew our conference was good and they acted accordingly. Like when they would go to games, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, these people are so good. So I'm curious to see how they compete when, you know, they don't really know they're up against used to be national champions or, Mm. you know, seed number three. I'm like, why do you quit looking? Stop looking at that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just, playing raw and looking at that standing it can affect both sides of the spectrum oh absolutely and I, think I saw you see that sometimes when a good team plays they don't show up when that last place team in the conference shows up yeah and then all of a sudden you know i think you saw that you've saw that you've seen that with labette basketball and so and softball mm-hmm. um the past few years is that sometimes that softball team they play down their competition a little bit yeah and you know they were borderline winning the conference one of the t- probably the toughest conference in the country where half the conference was nationally ranked and taking up half the national poll, mm-hmm. and they're struggling against Neosha County, yep. uh, a mid-level team. I guess Neosha County was ranked. They're struggling against Allen. Like, that, yeah. that can't be happening. So yeah. it, it goes both ways. Uh, you guys, you know, looking down your schedule, you get an Ottawa JV in there. Yep. You know, those to me, those JV games can be critical. If, I you know, love Ottawa them. JV is tough. I know Ottawa JV can be tough. They've beaten you, I believe, the last few tries but yeah you know to me you need a schedule in there where you can circle it and say this should be a winnable match for us and i don't even know if it's us circling it saying it's winnable i think in me and Haley's eyes it's kind of gauging our competition to where most jv teams you play it's freshman and sophomore 
And so our freshmen and sophomores should be 10 times their freshmen and sophomores because they get twice the amount of reps because we have less kids, right? Yeah. So playing those teams, I think it's also good from a coaching perspective to see, okay, that's where this team was at. We, we are either, they're under the skill level they need to be or they're right where they need to be, that overmark. Mm-hmm. And so it's also good to show I can, when I recruit, I tell people, oh, we play these JV teams with freshmen and sophomores or sometimes juniors and we beat them, mm-hmm. you know, just to, for perspective too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Last thing, we're going to go to one more break. We'll end the on-air portion and then we'll go into our online um, exclusive portion. But the last thing I got for you is you, you've, you haven't seen the roster yet. We're recording this on a Saturday. Your first practice is on a Sunday. So the show will come out by the time you guys have started practicing, but you haven't seen them yet at least touch a volleyball. Yep. You've seen these kids on film. You have some sophomores coming back. You've seen these kids on film. You see them play live as mm-hmm. part of your recruiting process. You've seen them athletically. What does the, What are your expectations for this year? And I'm not asking you to put a number in the win-loss column. I hate people predicting records because that— Oh, I couldn't. Yeah, too many variables. <laughs> yeah. But what? What? what is a realistic expectation for this team? A realistic—as in like a measurable goal or like what yeah. we're looking for? Both. Both. You give me what you think the right answer is <sighs> or what you think the, the true answer is. I just is. don't think there's any right answer. Like, I feel like last year I kind of, I overanalyzed and they just shucked the crap out of me sometimes. So I do think our sophomores, I will say I'm already so pleasantly surprised with our sophomores stepping up and taking that leadership role that's hard because you're looking at your direct competition. Like you're looking at a freshman that might take your spot and you're teaching them everything you know. So, and our freshman's work ethic is good. Like they've showed up every day. Are you sore? No, which they're lying, but that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, they're ready. They're just ready to grind. And we haven't even been, we've been doing conditioning in weights, you know, not even touching a ball. So that says a lot about their character. So I'm hoping that's a culture shift that me and Haley have been trying, trying for, so yeah. hard to get in last year, we really just, we missed the, we missed the mark on the culture change for sure. Well, hey, dude, and, uh, stick around with me one more time. We'll go to one more quick break. Perfect. Uh, if you're listening to this on air on the radio, that'll do it. Uh, head online to the KLKC website or wherever you get you pot your podcast, uh, to listen to the rest of my interview with Deer and Kelly. Uh, thanks for listening to the war room. Um, if you're online, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. And we're back with Dearden Kelly, Labette Community College Assistant Volleyball Coach. I'm your host, Sean Fry, here on The War Room, here on KLKC. Dearden, we got to talk, talk about the fact that COVID might be making a comeback. We don't, you know, we're seeing case numbers rise with this Delta variant. Uh, mm-hmm. Labette County residents are only vaccinated to about a 35% clip. Um, I, I asked Haley, and she said, one, that, uh, you, you know, about 60% of your team mm-hmm. is vaccinated. Uh, are you vaccinated? Uh, she's va- she told me she's vaccinated. Are you vaccinated? Yep. Uh, you know, I was talking with the Kansas Jayhawk Conference Commissioner um, this past week, uh, and I'm about to do a story on it uh, here in, in the coming days. But one thing he told me was, and I tweeted out, is that the conference is considering different guidelines for vaccinated versus unvaccinated student athletes. Mm-hmm. If you're vaccinated, basically you'll be get, you'll be granted way more freedom than unvaccinated athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, unvaccinated athletes may be subjected to quarantine if they're exposed. And a lot of that will come down to county guidelines as well. Yeah, for sure. But to me, this is one thing that I've been preaching about the vaccine since the beginning is I, I think a lot of risk that you that people think is out there for the vaccine. I, I've never felt it outweighs just the benefit I'll get from getting it, mm-hmm. which is and it has nothing to do with the medical part of it is 
I don't want to be quarantined. And yeah. if I was an athlete, I don't want to sit out for two weeks. I yeah. want to keep playing. Yeah. 60% of your team is vaccinated right now. Uh, I know you've probably had talks with school officials, and there's only so much you guys can do to promote healthcare choices within your team. How do you kind of approach that from a coaching staff's perspective? Um, my girls know. I mean, we talk about everything, and I'm definitely, you know, your body, your choice on just about anything, really. Um, I like having that open relationship with our girls. Now, I've had a few of them come up to me and be like, should I get the vaccine? And I'm like, it's not up to me. I want you to do your research, and I want you to make the best decision for you. I have it because X, Y, Z, I feel more comfortable. I don't like to quarantine mm-hmm. um, to protect my mom. You know, she has, yeah. I mean, my, my nephew, you know, if I could, if I, you know, could protect them, that's all I need to hear. I'm, I'm sold, you know? So definitely having just a very honest, they know I'm not going to be like, you need it. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just not that kind of person. I'm like, I want you to make your own choice because it's, it's you who makes it, you know? And so I have, we've, I've had this talk with like, Literally all of them. One study hall, we sat there and they, we were just talking about it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we actually had a few kids just get it because they were like, I don't want to sit out. And I'm like, I don't really blame you, but yeah. Like, wait, we have to quarantine? I was like, I mean, you will. And they're like, no. So they went and got it, which it makes me, sense. Yeah. yeah. One thing the Elsewhere County is doing that, that I think is interesting is any student, and it's not just athletes, any student that lives in their dorms and is vaccinated gets a $500 a year scholarship. They're basically oh. giving out 500. Here's $500 if you're oh. vaccinated against COVID and living in our dorms. And, mm. you know, maybe that's an idea a little better. Because it spreads in those dorms like wildfire. Like wildfire. Like wildfire. It's, you know, all the rumors that people fear about the cesspool of the wildlife that is a college dorm, they're all true. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I they're, lived in one. They're, they're all right. Mm-hmm. And, yes. uh, you know, I've, to me, I, I, I have no problem. You know, I've always tried to, you know, ride the fence a little bit and understand both perspectives. I, I get a little tired of people that are anti-vax. And I think... I just... I don't even think it's like vax and anti-vax. Like, I just think that's weird. Like, do your research. You know, yeah. if you don't support it, okay, great. You don't have to hate the people, you know, that do or don't. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a difference of opinions. And so it really just grinds my gears when our girls would be like you have a government tracker in your arm. It's like, I don't tell you you're stupid. Don't tell me I have a government tracker in my arm. You know what we I mean? We already have one in our pockets. Well, and, I, and I'm just like, well, what are you doing? You don't want to be watched because I go from work to home to the dog park to work to home to the dog <laughs> park, maybe to Brahms. Like, I don't do anything that's suspicious. So track away, I guess. I don't really care too much. I'm like, yeah, if yeah. the government wants to know that, a 29-year-old man <laughs> yeah, is right. up till 4 in the morning in his apartment playing Xbox. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Stalk me, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Like That is a waste of resources. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, whatever. Uh, you know, how difficult were those COVID protocols last year? And not just the fact that you had to play in the spring, but all the sanitization. The fact that you assumed you guys were having a fall season until kind of maybe a few weeks before. Um, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden everything changed. How difficult was navigating that, especially in your first year as being a, being a college coach? Well, not only my first year being a college coach, like even as a player, I had never experienced that. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, I'm used to fast. First year of being a real adult. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm used to fast preseasons. I'm used to this, um, you know, quick pace, and then you're on the court. You get instant gratification, instant reward. So running a marathon instead of a sprint was the hardest thing for me because I was mm-hmm. like, are we going to start playing? And Haley was like, 
we have to wait because we have X amount of, you know, and I was just like, oh, I'm getting so impatient because I'm already an impatient human. So I was just like, <laughs> come on. Like, I just want to get on the court. I want to suit up. I want them mm-hmm. to get in their jerseys. Like, I want to see what we've been working so hard for. So, mm-hmm. and not to mention just the health check-ins, the masks, the trying to keep track. It was just a mess. Like, it was so much more stressful. Like, not only did we lose, but we lost with, like, 67 different rules. So it was just like, <laughs> dang it, you know? Like, it's not even... You have to get yeah. your temperature checked on the way. To yeah, <laughs> like, like, we lost, I'm just mad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about the fact that, you know, I've made the joke a couple times already on air. You're the acting head coach. Let's talk about the logistics of that. Haley's not here right now. And y- you are nursing the start of a season uh, w- w- without the head coach there. And we don't know what her what her future is going to be like because uh, that's dependent on something that's more important than all of this. Oh, and absolutely. Baby Gatlin. Totally understand that. So how are you kind of it, – it, it's it's not it, – it, I'm sure Haley's listening to this at some point, or she's not, and <laughs> whatever, you know, yeah. screw you too. <laughs> um, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's your program right now. It, you're you're the one head coaching it. You're the one that that's here every day. You're going to be the face of this program for at least a few weeks. How do you kind of manage that responsibility? I, I'm sure you're in touch with Haley, getting advice every day. You know, she's only a FaceTime away. So not only do I FaceTime her every day to see the kid, but we talk mm-hmm. shop. You can't help it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get to see the cute little baby. And then I'm like, so today at <laughs> practice, it should be like, how'd practice go? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Andy at the rec, she's a great help just because we don't have space. You know what I mean? We don't have space. She Mm -hmm. helps us out. She comes in. If I need emotional support or someone to toss balls or someone like that, she's right in there. Right now we're doing footwork, which um, Andy knows from previous, helping out previously. So it's just an extra set of eyes trying to help the kids. And Mm -hmm. it goes wonders when you're trying to watch even four kids and now we have 18 the most our program has ever had it's yeah. like oh goodness <laughs> to me you know when Haley mentioned that you guys had 18 players that was to me the biggest positive sign i've seen Absolutely. not who they are but the fact that that number is 18 yep because let's just be real some of the players over the last few years they've never felt someone breathing down their neck to take their spot yeah so exactly what is their incentive that was our to- huge goal that was our that literally mean Haley. i looked at Haley and i draw our recruiting board, color-coded, you know how I am. Yeah. It's, got, it's got to be cute. And I was telling Haley when I'm writing these names, I was like, I want 18. Mm-hmm. I want 18. I put it on our board. I put it on total. I put it on our goal. I was like, I am getting it. And she was like, okay, let's do it. And we just, we really did. We hit the ground running. And I was like, I'm reaching it. So our last recruit, our number 18, I was, I was so sad. I thought we were only going to get 17. And I'm not a person to quit. I scoured, like I said, the internet, highs and lows, was digging. Mm-hmm. I finally found our last kid four days before they moved in. And she was like, so down. She's like, absolutely. Man, what was so... If, if you don't mind my asking, who was it? Uh, Destiny. She's Destiny. our very last one. Yep. Uh, so, pulling, pulling up your roster, uh, Destiny... Destiny Jean, a yep. 5'10 outside out of Orangefield, Texas. Where was she a week ago? Um, she was just chilling in Texas. She actually was, um, going to go into the army and she just last minute decided that she, that might not be the path for her. Mm-hmm. So how, so how did you, you know, how did it go from destiny thinking, maybe I don't want to do the army. Maybe I want to do college volleyball to I'm going to LeBet. Um, so I found her and I had to be a little stalker 
and then I found her on Instagram and <laughs> and I messaged her and I actually messaged her like three months ago, right? And then she hadn't answered and we had someone that filled that spot and then someone decommitted. Okay. So I like messaged her and I was like, hey, queen, someone decommitted. Like, are you- You said, hey, queen? Yeah, I always do, you know, whatever. And I was like, someone decommitted, are you game? And she literally was like, I'm so interested in hearing more. And we literally talked on the phone for probably like, an hour and 15 minutes and she was like okay i'm gonna call my mom and i was like okay and then it just happened so fast and the next day i was like if you commit it has to be in like 24 hours and she was like all right and then tomorrow she goes i'm down and it was it just all happened so fast i'll tell you what on paper 510 outside out of out of texas looks good looks good (laughs) we have we have a lot more height this year to sprinkle in there and i Mm -hmm. I think that'll help a little bit six one middle blocker kenzie stover out of Choctaw, Oklahoma. Yep. Well, you have a. Not only do you have a girl who has a six in front of her height, the last number is uh, not so, a zero. Yeah, it's got, it's a, one. got a one. Yeah. There. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's something that I have truly been. I, I've truly thought, and maybe maybe I'm just being juvenile or, mm-hmm. or uneducated or oversimplistic, but I, I've I've seen some of the better teams in this con- in that Jayhawk conference, and I think, man, they always have that six one girl that is out out there flying. Yeah. And Lebet I mean, just I, hasn't had that. I think for us too, last year, like we just, again, yeah, we didn't have a lot of height or we didn't have that. I mean, you can be an impactful hitter at 5'9", but it can't be, you're not you, the same dynamic as a 6'1 kid. It's mm-hmm. just, you got to be smarter, placement, stuff like that. So like, you're not, you're just not the same type of kid. Mm-hmm. So height is definitely, go up there and hit a ball. Like, <laughs> go, go swing. Uh, what is the... Uh- what what has been the dynamic like? So you're back to the idea that you're you're acting as head you know you're the acting head coach right now. How have the girls taken to that? They're chill. I mean, they know mm-hmm. they know I'm really cool. They know I want to have a good time, but they also know if they step out of line, I have you know. Really cool. What kind of Kool Aid are you feeding? No, hey hey, I am cool. I'm the fun, you know I'm fun. Again, they know like I'm. I want to have a good time, but I'm not there to goof around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can have fun, intense practices and be just fine. Mm-hmm. And they're all about it. They love it. They're like, yeah, let's go. Like I said, our sophomores have played a huge role just in these last couple days. Why did Destiny not want to go? Do you know? have any idea? And I don't want to pry. Di- I don't want to pry too deep, but why did she make the <laughs> switch from Army to- You not wanting to pry? Are well, you I feeling do, but okay? I, don't wanna- I do, but I have at least some boundaries. <laughs> Uh, why was, what was behind her wanting to play some college volleyball instead of going to the army? You know, she told me, and I, I'm just saying this cause I think she would be perfectly fine with me telling you. Um, she just said, you know, when I played in high school, I just didn't think it was really possible, but it had always been a dream for me. And when you reached out, it was just an opportunity I felt like I needed to take. And that's mm-hmm. what she said. And I was take like, take it three months later. <laughs> Thank goodness. Heck yeah. I'm glad you decided. You, so you DM'd her on Instagram. I'm not above it. <laughs> I will so I will find you like I period. I was talking to Haley about it and I said I can't find this kid. And then five minutes later I said never mind I found her and she said I never doubted you, dude, because I always mm-hmm. do. Haley does have a way of kind of always having confidence in you. I will give you give her that. I know one thing. Uh, I love it. You know I I had told you this months ago. I think just in another private conversation we had. When it comes to recruiting, and I think what you're describing is kind of what I mean. You got to sell out to get those kids. You do, you, man. You it's to, hard to and get part them. Part of it is really selling your soul. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get them to Parsons, and not because Parsons is like 
some like crap town. Like it's a cute town. It has charm. But when we're recruiting against KCK right by a big city in places like that or Coffeeville that already have a town name for them for being national championships. Yeah. However many years in a row they were, Mm -hmm. it's hard because it's like. What what am yeah. I, I? You sell. You have to sell yourself because they have to attach to a program, not something yeah. outside of it. You know. When uh, I mean, I had heard of the Kansas Jayhawk Conference when I was in high school, and I was just a high school kid in in Northern Virginia, the D.C. metro area. Yeah. And I had heard of Coffeyville and Dodge City and Hutchinson. You know when I heard of Labette when I moved here to Parsons, Kansas after oh, I graduated yeah. college. Oh yeah. And so. I knew of the conference and still hadn't heard of Labette till I got here. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's got to be something to overcome when you're out there recruiting. Yeah, and then when you say, oh, I'm from Labette, and they're like, where's that? And you're like, Parsons. And they're like, where's, where's that? that? And I'm like, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't explain it. Just Google it. So it is hard competing with them. And honestly, that's why I just try to be my most authentic self. Like, you either love me or you hate me. If you mm-hmm. don't, then you'll move on to the next one. And then hopefully you just love the atmosphere and the girls mm-hmm. and the program enough that you decide to stick around. When you played at Fort Scott under Lindsay Hill, what made that program in your, in your take experience the successes that it did? I mean, that's a very good coach. Like yeah. she, she knew she had her P's and Q's lined up every day. We were disciplined. We were organized and the culture there is so strong like you're so proud to be a greyhound like the people you meet are awesome so you love it it's a happy experience like i just went to i told you that before um one of our sophomores had just got married and we all went to her wedding Hmm. like we stayed close i could call her right now and she lives in florida now but i could call her and be like hey i want a trip she's like for sure like we're just we were close and our last year's group we didn't have that we had clicks not closeness so it was different and you're talking about your Labette group. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be a problem is and when I you think, start kind of yeah. siphon, when, when, when it starts clicking up a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think it was hard because we had mostly freshmen. So it was just all one group of same age individuals instead of now we have a sophomore freshman kind of intermingling. Yeah. And I love that. So it's been a lot better already. You do have a lot of returning athletes. Uh, yeah. You know, and again, I think they're hungry. Let's talk about that. The fact that, you know, on paper, anytime you see, oh, they have a lot of sophomores on a junior college team, that's generally a good thing. Those sophomores won one game last year. Tell me why their presence is going to be, why they're getting better and why they'll be a positive force on this team. Yeah, I uh, like... Again, that sounds like a hard question, but it's a real It's really not. Don't worry. Um, Okay. (laughs) Again, I think they're hungry. I told you about the back-to-back seasons. Um, I think that's kind of a blessing for Labette Volleyball, just because it opened their eyes. And sometimes that's what athletes need. Like I'm talking, I had girls texting me. I'm in the gym every day, sending me pictures in the gym every day, working on vertical boxes every day. I'm doing this, this, and this every day. And like, we didn't have that last year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We didn't have freshmen so willing to step up and be like, this is what I'm going to do. And our sophomores, I'm not kidding you. They're like, yep, let's go. Let's get in the gym. When can we start? Mm-hmm. every day when i handed out the paper and we saw three days they were like oh yes and i was like what mm-hmm. i've never me as athlete i was like oh darn three a days you know like my body's gonna hurt and they were like okay we'll do this 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 and do you need any help with anything because haley's gone so they've really our sophomores have really stepped up and done wonders they make it easy because they've been teaching the freshmen all the footwork and stuff mm-hmm. and i just step in when i need to do we think baby gatlin makes an appearance at a game this year i better we got them labette onesies 
Really? So he better rock those and come to those games. Heck yeah. My mom will be there so she can watch him while me and Haley do our thing. They're really cute. Like, I can't wait to put them on his little body. He's got, he's, <laughs> they, they, those had to be a custom order. No, got him at uh, Bleacher Gear. Bleacher Gear Shout out to Bleacher Gear. Onesies. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> I was like, Haley, he's got to be putting those. She's like, he will. He will. I was like, okay. At a game, though, he needs to, like, get chunkier so he can wear them. <laughs> He's like, I'm working on it because that's what, you know, he needs to eat more to <laughs> so, go home. Uh, you know, without delving too deep into it, but I think it is important for every prospective parent or parent who's been through this. They probably know one thing that Haley told me is like the benchmark they're trying to get Gatlin to right now is that he drinks 80% of his bottle in one sitting or something yeah, like that. Yeah, from the bottle. Yeah, From the bottle. Mm-hmm. And he's at above, he's at like mid 60s right yeah, now. Yeah, he's like at 60. He's doing great. He's cruising I mean, right along. And he's progressing at his own rate, which is just the rate yeah. he needs to go. You know, and anybody who is any sort of close with Haley, she's been in that hospital for a couple of weeks now, or Gatlin has, and she's been staying nearby. Yeah. And people may say, "Man, he's staying at that hospital a long time." He's still not at the point where he would have been born on schedule. Yeah, so, I mean, and they kind of told her. I think they just like, told her like last week, like it would just be closer to his due date. I mean, yeah. When you when you go out early like that, that's very common. So it, absolutely, you know, that was always. That was like the earliest date we ever got from doctors when my stepmom gave birth to twins once and then to my little brother, mm-hmm. all of whom are premature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was the earliest date of departure that we ever got from doctors was when they were supposed to be born. Yeah. We're going to keep them here till then. Yeah. So that's very common. And and Haley has amazing resources. Like she's at the best hospital. Mm-hmm. Um for children my my nephew was there so she has my sister to talk to if she ever needs any like she has a support system she has me she has andy holding it down of course chesley when he Your goes up, when up she in can. kansas city no Is that what she just my sister when um lyndon was born three months premature she was at children's oh, university okay. stayed at the same ronald mcdonald house and everything and i mean they're close obviously we're like one big weird family but you know emphasis on the weird emphasis on the weird yes <laughs> like, extra weird but it's fine <laughs> uh, so you know i think you know Haley's doing great gatlin's doing great the dad chesley's doing great uh do you think do you think she'll make it down for, so that first tournament at nebraska is she gonna be there do you think i don't know if she'll go all the way to nebraska just because that's quite the that is the trip quite the haul but two I mean, hours less for her than you guys <laughs> right which i mean i told her i was like you take whatever time you need or whatever time mm-hmm. you don't need but you know Haley. You can't tell her anything. You already know. Is, from what the one conversation I had on her on the phone, she, she, I think she's itching to get she's back. She's itching to get back. She had such bad. She was so sad on our like our move in day. She was like, "This is the first move in day I've missed in eleven years," and mm-hmm. she was so sad. And so I'm like sending her selfies with every player. I'm like trying to send her pictures of rooms just so it gives her a feel of like mm-hmm. being a part of it. I mean, I know the girls miss her. I miss her. Her dog Benji misses her. <laughs> Which I love Benji, so he's getting spoiled rotten. But, you know, she really is. It's hard missing out on something that she's been trying to grow for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, that, you know, she's probably going to come back hungrier than. Oh, absolutely. Probably as hungry and as she I was love on day it because she took the job. She gives me a lot of like recruiting freedom. She's like, you got this. You know what you're doing. Or like at practice, I'll be like, do you want anything? And she's like, just do what you want. Like, you got mm-hmm. this. I mean, of course, she has like feedback or you know opinions on things but she really does give me pretty dear you've been through four preseasons now it's gonna be <laughs> this will be your fifth and sixth like at four as a player one as a coach and this will be my second one as a coach so she's like you're fine and i'm like mm-hmm. you're right <laughs> you know what you're so, doing yeah 
Famous last words. Anybody that's ever said to Dude and Kelly, you know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, I I get it done, though, so it's fine. Who else in the conference do you think is going to stand out this year uh, team-wise? Obviously, you know, Neosha County and Johnson Johnson are probably your top. You know, they both made it to the national tournament Mm -hmm. a year ago. Mm -hmm. They're obviously the ones that are are, are to watch. Who are the who are maybe who's that three four five in your take? Fort Scott, KCK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Coffeeville in that mix. I haven't really seen what their program looks like. So Coffeeville got a new coach, and I think they're taking it a different direction. Um, like player wise, I know they didn't have much returning and stuff. The coach is really sweet. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be her second season, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, she's really awesome. Really sweet. I um. We didn't really talk much strategy. Obviously, we're on the same conference, so that'd be kind of stupid. But she's a really good person. I just, the turnout, I don't think she had what she was expecting. And so, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, you know, Cloud County was up there last year. Um, yeah. They, I mean, they, they were really improved. Hey, I am not mad about them switching conferences, though, because I drive. They moved to the east side or to yes. the west side? We got Independence back. Interesting. Yeah, which I'm not mad about. And, not and because- Cloud County went to the west. Cloud yeah. County moved up. Yeah, but okay. I, I I liked Pilling Cloud because the competition, like, and they were a really good competition. I wasn't trying to be snob about that. But that drive. Long drive. That drive. That was Them the only thing I was like, were the like, longest Ugh. drives that you took. Yeah, and Highland was in the snow. I was, oof. Uh, I'm curious what the preseason poll will look like. Um, but uh, well, obviously that'll. Second to last or last. How do you, what you know, obviously girls see that. How do you kind of respond? How do you. Use that as a motivational thing. I already told them. I said, we're going to be second to last or last. And that's what we earned. And if you want to earn something different, you do something you didn't do before. Boom. That's why I like having you on my show. It's a, well, it's clear cut and dry. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a secret. Everyone can look up our record and see that it's not good. It's not, you know, and I'm not saying everything that went into that season was bad. Like, like me mm-hmm. and Haley will both say we made strides. Our strides weren't long enough, clearly. You know what I mean? Like, there's still obvious things we need to work on Mm -hmm. and i think our kids this year are more than willing tell me about uh let's talk about dearden a little bit oh yeah you're still chasing your master's degree right you got last semester you're in your last semester (laughs) of your master's degree yes do you stick around after that or do you go get a job that will that will pay you more than probably the 20k about roughly you're making right now and use that master's degree to actually earn a better paycheck. Uh, what what does the future for Dearden look like? Well, <laughs> I'll let you know when I find out. No, I talked to Haley about it. I mean, we're super open. She obviously wants me to, you know, do whatever makes me happy. Um, again, I hate leaving something not better than I found it. So mm-hmm. that's definitely would be influenced in my decision-making process is not seeing the success that we wanted and then just wiping my hands of it type situation. So, And that's something that I think a lot of a lot of people with any sort of, you know, Pride. value, <laughs> any sort of value in what they do into the world, that's, no. that's the yeah. approach that they take with it. So we'll see. We'll uh, see. Anything else you wanted to discuss before, before we head out for the no, evening? No, that was fun. I know you have your nephew in town, so I appreciate you coming in. Oh my goodness! To talk. Yes, uh, you told me that the team was watching him right now. Yeah, so hopefully he's okay. What I think he's type playing of with the damage kid. are we expecting? From, <laughs> right? From they were like, "We can watch him," and I'm like, "Are you sure?" My sister was like, "Are they responsible?" I was like, "There's 18 of them. There's bound to be surely, surely they could keep him alive for an hour, right?" Like, dang. Yeah. So we'll see. He just Facetimed me out of the blue and was like, 
can I come over? And I was like, how do I say no? Yeah, yeah. how do I say no? So I was like, yeah. And then you got him a Nintendo Switch. Heck yeah, I did. East Blue Run, just like my dog. I can't help it. And now Haley's dog. Yeah, and now Haley's dog. And then Gatlin, when he comes back. He's already spoiled. I already bought him. I'm like, Haley, he needs to come home because I've bought him gifts. And she's like, I'm working on it. And I'm like, well, it needs to. It needs to expedite. Let's yes, go. let's go. It's not going happening. The world isn't turning to Dearden's pace right now. Yes, we need to, I want it to be we faster. Need to course correct. Exactly. Uh, Dearden, useful. thank you for coming on. Always yeah. a pleasure. You have an open door to this show. You want to come on, you let me know. Uh, good luck this year. Thank uh, you. You're excited for it? I stay up at night. Yeah, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Are I'm, you nervous for it? Oh, yeah. Nervous and excited. Mm -hmm. Nervous and excited. I don't want to fail. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I failed. And I really hate losing. I'll be happy just to have fall college sports back to cover. That spring semester that I had to work with yeah, was I crazy. I, I would say that. But then I know I'm not just going to be content with competing and losing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it is quite the atmosphere. Like, I'm excited. Hopefully, we get fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the first. That's one thing Haley's always done well is getting fans into that gym. I always sit there and wonder, like, and again, no offense to anybody here, but like, more fans I felt like showed up to volleyball games than the women's basketball games. And they're good. The women's basketball was ranked number one in the country. Yeah, at one point. they're really good. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, yep. And you I mean, know, is that an indictment on the community or, or is that an appraisal Haley to Haley generating interest and generating, you know. Haley does a great job with the community. Also, Andy's our volunteer assistant. She's literally the head of the rector. Like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? People support people who support them. Yeah. You know? Well, that'll do it uh, here on the War Room this week. Thank you to Dearden for coming in. Uh, good luck running a program in Haley's absence. Surely... Uh, you won't leave it too scarred and Haley <laughs> won't have too many pieces to clean up. Uh, just like just like your nephew won't be too scarred when you go and yeah, pick up with here the in a few minutes. Girls. Oops. Uh, th uh, good luck to your fall season. Thank you. And to all those listening to the War Room, one quick message. I know I say it a lot at the end of the show, but it, it, it's gotten to, me, to the point to me where I'm a little frustrated by it. You, you got to get fucking vaccinated. It, it, it's, <laughs> it is a... To me, it's a, it, it is a civic duty at this point if if you cannot find the right information from the proper sources or you don't know where to look you're being lazy mm -hmm. you need to be better and part of being better is doing what's right for your fellow man and to me that comes from the perspective of a confirmed catholic doing what is right for for, for what god commands of us and to me and how i've prayed on it that is what is being asked of us by God right now. So go get vaccinated. That's my last message. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the war room. Stay safe and God bless.